Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Drew Vernon is the U.S. marketing and lead at Tony's USA and a disruptive, innovative marketer with experience in the beauty, CPG, toy, and early childhood development. The Tony Box is a popular audio system that uses screen-free storytelling to introduce children to the wonders of imagination. As U.S. marketing lead at Tony's, Drew is looking to partner with schools and museums to bring screen-free education to children. Previously, Drew was the brand manager for the Lego Group. He created Prescription for Play, building an unpaid network of over 2,000 pediatricians to reach half a million children with their first Lego experience. We were one of those families. We're so excited today to talk about rethinking your influencer approach. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite. Thank you. It's great to be here. Drew, I tell you, so you have this incredible background working with brands, affinity brands, quite frankly, that people are just, you know, they, they grow up with, right? And they can't wait until they become a parent so that they can introduce their, their children to the same brands that they that they played with when, when they were young. And so I was really interested to talk to you today only because of my, not only because of my affinity to Legos, but really the brand um, is so iconic. And of course, Tony's is, is a newer brand in the marketplace, but the juxtaposition between really established and something that's newer and developing an influencer marketing approach is something that is very unique and different. We're going to dive into that. Before we get there, tell us a little bit more about your journey. Yeah, sure. So I've always kind of had a passion for marketing. I went to business school for brand and product management, and I came out uh, working for P&G, which was a great place to kind of cut my teeth in marketing, uh, spent some time on some iconic brands like Olay and CoverGirl, uh, and then also spent some time working on the Jergens body lotion brand. And even though I was learning a lot. I wasn't having a ton of fun. I wanted to do something I was a little bit more naturally curious about. Uh, so that's where I kind of pivoted away from beauty CPG into toy, uh, managing the preschool business for Lego. And then about 15 months ago, coming over to Tony's. Yeah, I love it. And influencer marketing has really taken steam, uh, as we've noted, in the last several years. And there's so many different approaches. And most immediately, people think, okay, we need an influencer marketing program. How in the world are we going to afford it? How are we going to implement it? Because immediately they think, okay, we need someone who's really famous. That's not how you approach influencer marketing. Give us a little bit of your POV, if you will, surrounding how influencer marketing can be very successful uh, for an organization. Yeah, so I, I feel like there's a couple of myths um, around influencer marketing, or at least I try to take a little bit of a different tack. So, you know, uh, I think you can pay anybody to promote basically anything, and you can call it influencer marketing. One thing that I've really tried to focus on is finding the things that come naturally and, and the things that are in line with what um, a particular group or influencer is already doing. And to try to tap into that, because number one, they're going to be more enthusiastic about it. And number two, you're going to be able to extend your, your reach because you're going to do things cheaper and more organically versus than just kind of uh, pay for eyeballs kind of situation. 
Well, and I think there's authenticity that fits into that paradigm as well, right? And, and certainly the authenticity with the non-quote-unquote famous individuals, I think, is a little bit more approachable for some very, uh, you know, maybe nimble brands out there that need to take a different approach outside of that mainstream influencer market. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a, a bit of a disparity once somebody gets too famous or too big of a following it becomes a very much uh, like a, a fantasy world or, you know, an idealistic world, whereas, you know, somebody on a smaller scale or more targeted scale, or maybe somebody that the person knows in real life, ideally, then it becomes less about one person being paid to sponsor or having a sponsored product and more about, hey, this is a product that actually fits into your life and makes your life better in, in the toy space. You know, it, it creates connection between you and your child and, and it helps your child learn and grow. You know, and I think it's worth noting, it does not matter if you are selling um, Legos or if you're selling a software system, if it's a CPG product, or if you are selling B2B solutions, influencer marketing and or thought leadership become a very, very important component of any well-rounded integrated campaign. So as we're walking through a lot of the concepts and ideas today, keep in mind, these are general, um, you know, really strategies and tactics that you can deploy within your own organization. You know, the examples will be more CPGA based, but keep in mind, um, this is a cross-brand for any product or solution out there. And, and so finding the right influencers is, is the key, right? But really diving into the audience ultimately first is going to hold is going to be the stronghold of where you come up with that influencer or really group of individuals who you want to really amplify your brand. What's the starting point um, that you deploy within your own organization in really understanding what the right influencer should be. Yeah, I mean an influencer if you take a look at kind of like the definition of it, somebody who has the ability to change the mind of your shopper uh, or uh, of your consumer. And so, you know, we talk about digital influencers on Instagram or TikTok and and you might be following hundreds or even thousands of those quote unquote influencers and they might sway your decisions, but uh, I tend to focus on the ones that have input in your day-to-day -day life. And so you know, as an example, when I was at Lego creating a program called Prescription for Play, in which I partnered with doctors um, to, to make the play experience part of a wellness visit. So parents would come into an 18-month or a 24-month wellness visit, and the doctors would be uh, giving them a prescription to play with the kids for at least 15 minutes a day. And that created a, a huge, you know, groundswell because it was something that the doctors were already trying to do. Uh, to promote play. Uh, we handed out a product sample with it. So the kids loved it and, and the parents appreciated the reminder uh, to play with their kids. So that was a good example for me where I saw, you know, if, if you get the circumstances right and you find the right influencer, you can make a very powerful program. Well, one thing I love to do in marketing is reverse engineer the strategy there. And that is a very, very novel approach to quite frankly, it's going to sound trite, but thinking outside of the box, Bring us back to, to the discussions, the brainstorming that you were having with Lego at that point in time, and really some of the process that ultimately led you to coming up with a very, very novel approach um, to, to influencer marketing. Yeah. So, you know, I consider myself a, a bit of a disruptor. So 
I was just trying to do something new and different for a brand, you know, Duplo uh, is, it's the bigger bricks. Um, a lot of families are getting into Lego at the older ages, you know, four, five, six, and they don't necessarily know about Duplo. Um, so it was a bit of a, a challenger brand, believe it or not. And, and right. you know, we're spending, you know, millions of dollars on, you know, internet, you know, display and, and some of these paid media opportunities. If I could really just get a good, you know, product experience in front of a parent at the point of market entry, which for Duplo was 18 months, that was the, the foundation. And then it was just an exercise of, of how do you get in front of a, an infant or not an infant, but a toddler and their parent at 18 months. That led me to the wellness visits. And then it became a matter of getting doctors on board with the program. What, how, how did you get them on board? Um, talk to us a little bit about that process. So I did a, a little bit of uh, prep work with uh, creating the program, creating the, the visual materials, uh, kind of a cute little flyer that was a prescription card saying, you know, play with your kids for 15 minutes a day. And I took that down to the uh, American Academy of Pediatricians Conference. And, you know, uh, I exhibited a booth. I thought, hey, if I can get, you know, a couple hundred doctors to sign up, I'm going to call this a success. Yeah. Well, I was uh, there on the exhibition floor with a bunch of, you know, medical devices and, and you know, software solutions. And here comes Lego. Uh, well, we were the most popular booth uh, on the floor three days running. And I ended up coming home with a, a network of over 2000 doctors that wanted to participate. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. And talk about disruption. That is the creative thinking and brainstorming um, that can really you know, deliver very, very novel approaches when it comes to um, delivering a unique you know, influence experience. And the other component that I think is uh, fantastic here is consistency is key um, in any type of marketing approach. It doesn't matter if it's advertising owned, shared, or, or paid, as I, as I stated. So to, to have that consistency and built that in was something that was automatically there with moms and dads bringing kids to the wellness appointments. So even if they didn't, you know, if, if they received that prescription card the first time, knowing that they'd be back in in another three months or six months was another way to ultimately create that consistency, have that reminder and then adopt it and bring it home. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great, you know, initial touch point because at this point, you know, 18 or 24 months, it was the first kind of brand impression for the child that hopefully leads to some additional Lego experiences. And more importantly, uh, hopefully sets them on a track for, you know, learning to love play and use their minds to develop creative skills. And you've got um, three great um, must-dos for influencer marketing. The first one is integrate into existing habits and practices. And you did just that not only with the influencer that you brought on to Legos, but the parents as well. Yeah, it was a win for everybody. It was a win for the doctors because they uh, were already giving that play message and, and you know, uh, playing with your child. It's a win for the parents and it was a win for the kids. So there was really no downside. And that's why it was, um, that's why it went viral. Uh, the second topic here um, with influencer marketing is to create credibility. How did you create credibility with a toy and doctors? So, you know, I had so many of these conversations where the doctors would say, you know, you can't just come in as any brand or any product uh, and get into a doctor's office. They're consistently being given free samples. I think, you know, as a testament to the strength of Lego brand 
the fact that you know it's screen free uh, it's not putting a screen uh, in front of your child which is something that I continue to be super passionate about at Tony's but that gave us credibility and then just to kind of have the um, have the American Academy of Pediatricians on board and to have somebody with a, a medical medical degree saying you know playing with your kids leads to a positive result that was all giving you know credence to the the program that's right. And, and the third idea here is to appeal to a higher cost. We're going to talk a little bit more, or a higher cause rather. We're going to talk a little bit more about your Tony's example, which does a beautiful job of that in just a second. But, um, you know, basically the hero is not the product. You are heroing a cause in this kind of a situation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was somewhere along the lines of creating prescription for play when I was at Lego during this time. I also uh, started my own drop-in daycare center in Connecticut, and uh, then coming over to Tony, somewhere along the line, I started thinking of myself not only as a marketer, but as a a childhood development advocate and someone advocating for uh, enhanced childhood experience. And and I think that really fuels a lot of the, the strategies that I try to implement. And defining that higher cause and getting uh, continuity, most organizations have several causes um, that they want to be able to get involved in. But what advice do you have for our listeners today about how they can really channel um, you know that that wide net into something a little bit more vertical that they can capitalize on and ultimately create a bigger, better um, and stronger impact with? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit different depending on the industry and the category. You know, when I was in beauty marketing, a lot of it comes down to like acceptance and and confidence and being okay with who you are. I think you just need to look for what's the next level up apart from just getting a sale or getting somebody to buy your product. Like, how are you trying to make the world a better place? And how are you trying to like genuinely help someone buy the product or service that you have to offer them? And if you see that as more than just you know, getting money or, or making a sale. I think that for me, at least, uh, kind of helps me with my passion and my enthusiasm, which translates into better campaigns. It sure does. And, and, you know, let's not forget the internal team members as well to have the excitement surrounding the internal branding, marketing, sales teams is something that really creates more authenticity uh, surrounding the program that's implemented. For sure. Yeah, totally agree. So talk about Tony's for Teachers, your latest uh, initiative here. Yeah, so uh, I might back up just a little bit uh, for any of your listeners not familiar with Tony's at this point. It was started by a couple of dads in Germany in 2015. They met on the board of a preschool together and they saw that their children's teacher was using CD players in the classroom to play songs and stories. And they thought, you know, gosh, CDs have been around forever. They scratch, they break. And, you know, most importantly, kids can't operate them without adult supervision. So they created um, a figure-based system uh, as an update to the CD player where you place a figure on top of the box through RFID chip, it will play whatever it's programmed to play. So that could be an audiobook, be uh, songs. Uh, we just partnered with Go Noodle on delivering mindfulness content. Uh, we have a lot of really great content, anything that can be delivered in audio format. Most importantly, it's screen-free. So as COVID has hit, it's been a boon for us uh, just to be able to give an engaging solution to parents and teachers uh, in a screen-free way. It initially started kind of in the classroom, uh, but now, you know, they sold a couple million out in Germany. They came to the U.S., so I'm part of the U.S. launch that happened last fall, and we're bringing it to classrooms and also to homes across America. That's fantastic. 
And um, so that is where you really bridge the product with teachers um, and talk about built-in influencers. Share with us a little bit more about how you built that influencer program. Sure. Yeah. So uh, coming kind of off the learnings of prescription for play, kind of uh, borrowing the uh, the nomenclature, I guess, of the the uh, the naming convention. You know, Tony's for Teachers was my next big initiative, just to get these into as many classrooms as possible and show teachers how they can be a value in the classroom. And that can be through you know story time or song time, but it's also great because we have. Uh, what we call creative Tonys, which come blank, and teachers can actually record their own messages. So they can do their own circle time activities. They can pre-record their own audiobooks, instructions for the class, like cleanup time. And so it becomes an extension of the teacher. And so we're just we're seeing uh, really quick growth among preschool teachers. I was at one of the the conferences uh, last week, actually the early learning leaders, and just getting these in front of teachers. We've had a lot of interest from museums, libraries, and we're just really uh, trying to get it out uh, to be used as a classroom device to, to help out in the classroom. And, and when there's a, a fit with your product in a specific location, it's kind of off to the races at that point. I love it. And it's really about inserting your brand in an unexpected way um, that can be, you know, create uh, just synergy and positivity surrounding the product or solution you're selling. Yeah, I mean, uh, going back to kind of the earlier discussion, like if you're going to give an influencer, you know, a widget and they're not really seeing the value of it of the, or the use of it, they're going to take your money and they're going to do a sponsored post and you're going to call it a, the end. Of, you know, that's going to be the end of the day for them. Uh, if you have something that people genuinely care about, whether or not you're paying them, you know, sometimes you give out product samples. If it's something that they love, they tell other people about it. They're telling other teachers about it. They're telling parents about it. And then it just grows organically from there. So uh, I hesitate to even take any credit other than identifying, you know, the, the right place and uh, audience to seed them with. But if you do that correctly, it makes the rest of your job growing uh, through influencer networks much, much easier. What is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned on what not to do as you're building your influencer market? For me, uh, I think the, the biggest learning is that if you have something exciting uh, to show people, especially if it's a new category, it, you have to do it in the most demonstrative way possible. And so we kind of were coming to market in the middle of COVID where everybody was on Zoom, everybody was uh, working from home, and we, it took us a little while to, to really break through because we have such a tactile product. And so getting back to the trade shows, getting back to these one-on-one face-to-face experiences where you can put a Tony box or a product uh, or you know, visually represent a service, that's going to be the best way to break through because you can more easily demonstrate the value proposition. It's certainly about working smarter and not harder and how ultimately that message can be put in front of the right person and make it count and break through that clutter. Any last pearls of wisdom before we say goodbye today? Uh, I think the last pearl of wisdom is just to try to to be in it for the right reasons. And, and even if you're selling widgets and even if, you know, you're not like trying to you know tackle all of the world's many challenges is you can create a a small kind of pocket of, of influence and, and you can make the world kind of better in your own little way. And, and looking about it through that lens uh, can help kind of motivate you and, and keep you going when, you know, you're trying your best to work smarter. 
<laughs> I appreciate it. We're rethinking influencer marketing today with Drew Vernon. Thank you so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Lori. Well, thank you. And don't forget to reach out to me, Lori, at avocetcommunications.com or on Twitter at Lori Jones. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.